Hey TRB fans, Lacey here. Looking for the perfect way to geek out about Star Wars in style? Check out jewelrybrands.shop. They have tons of fashionable ways to show your love for your favorite galaxy far, far away with pins, rings, necklaces, earrings, and more spanning from the Skywalker saga to the Mandalorian. And while you're there, don't forget to use code TRB at checkout for 10% off. So whether you're a Jedi or lean more to the dark side, you won't have to use the force to find awesome stuff at jewelrybrands.shop. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Resistance Broadcast. I'm John. Thanks for joining us today on this Monday. Um, breaking news, TRB are psychic geniuses. Uh, and the reason I say that is because on a recent episode, we said, yeah, Mandalorian's probably going to film till March or so, and then they'll come out with season three later that year. And wouldn't you know that a recent, I didn't say rumor, but one of these production companies that usually knows these listings for these industries and when they're using studios and stuff have revealed that the Mandalorian is going to be filming uh, starting uh, today. <laughs> today. They're starting filming today and they're going to film through March 23rd, which pretty much locks in the pattern of previous seasons. We're going to get Mando back this time, maybe a month or so next year. Uh, so congrats to the three of us for being... Woot able to predict something that's very predictable. And we're going to get a first <laughs> yeah. look at Celebration in May. Yeah. yeah. So I think we, they're going to can... make more Star Wars content. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, my favorite, my favorite, uh, like, the, you know, fake scoopers and stuff who, like, do vague tweets, like, look, look at, look out soon, and then something happens, and then they read, they quote tweet that tweet as though that they were predicting that thing. Or people who predict obvious things, you know, like mm. I bet we're going to get a trailer for Star Wars at what? halftime during Monday Night Football. What was it the other day that was like, that was like, uh, expect to see some Finn news later today. And I like, then nothing happened. Nothing <laughs> I was happens. like, yeah. what yeah. are you expecting? Like if Finn news dropped all of a sudden, it would be like, oh, I yeah. tweeted that. Right. Yeah. It's just, and it goes both ways. There's people who try to post like, oh, there's good stuff's coming and it doesn't happen. And there's people who post, oh, this bad thing's going to happen. Like Kathleen Kennedy's been fired 50 times. Yeah. You know, Ryan, Ryan, Pedro Johnson's Pascal's been... leaving the Mandalorian. Yeah. Actually, yeah, actually it, John, it, yeah. she has been fired 50 times. They just keep rehiring her. Rehiring <laughs> it's just her. just weird. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, obviously we're joking, uh, having some fun here, but it uh, looks like Mando is coming back next year, uh, along with a lot of other Star Wars stuff. So, uh very excited but we're here to get into the latest so uh james and lacy uh you guys excited that uh it's we're entering fall which to me feels like star wars season you guys pumped up or what oh yeah i think i think the whole television thing is what really gets uh people a realization of how much star wars content there's going to be like when you say yeah. like as soon as this show hits it's gonna be non-stop star wars all the time yeah. Or I mean, math. Like if you just add up how many shows are coming out in a certain time frame, I don't know that 
there's going to be much period where there's off time you know like two weeks yeah. or something and then like a new live action start show starts it's crazy mm-hmm. yeah it's gonna be insane and it makes me wonder what 2023 is gonna be like but lacy uh you got to be pretty jazzed right you uh you got um well the uh the visions uh show comes out on wednesday but we received screeners for that and you were the one who watched it and you're gonna be doing the reviews for that so people got to check that out right in our channel and on the site yeah so guys we've made it to visions week i'm so excited uh, big anime fan here although i think whether you're an anime fan or not you're gonna love this series um but yeah so i'm doing the reviews written spoiler alert and video reviews for you guys of all the episodes of visions uh so yeah be on the lookout for that on the star wars newsnet youtube channel and also on starwarsnewsnet.com thank you and thank you for disney and lucasfilm for letting us have the opportunity yes very cool um all right uh we are gonna get into the news now so james what is going on man we have it's loaded huh so much the resistance yeah we've got a lot of stories to talk about this week so uh forgive me if i'm a little loose on the descriptions i assume most of most of you guys know uh kind of what's going on let's just kind of get into it first story we are going to talk about though is sung kang uh, or as me and lacy know him han, han. yeah baby <laughs> han solo actually is his name um but here's the thing uh yeah he is shooting kenobi right now and he was doing an interview with screen rant and he uh was doing his whole typical stuff but he mentioned that his character has a lightsaber so that technically confirms nothing but we want to talk a little bit about the chances of him being inquisitor or a a Jedi um, on the run or something along those lines. So I'm going to start with, I'm going to start with you on this one, Lacey. What are your thoughts on Sun Kang admitting that his character wields a lightsaber? So this, this was a really fun interview to watch. I know it's kind of repeating information he said previously about being little and, and dressing up as Luke Skywalker and how much it means to him. But I mean, dropping that you get to hold a lightsaber as a Star Wars fan, a diehard Star Wars fan, we're all immediately like, oh, my God, this can only mean two things. <laughs> like, you don't have someone just hanging out with lightsabers in the Star Wars universe. They usually have a purpose with that lightsaber. Um, I- I'm surprised. I'm not going to lie. And it's probably because of my understanding of his character in The Fast and the Furious that he drives cars. So <clears throat> I was kind of expecting that or something yeah. like that with this because I'm an idiot. On the nose. Uh, so the fact that he gets to use a lightsaber could mean that he's either a Jedi on the run or he's an Inquisitor or because he does mention seeing Darth Vader. And again, you go into that. Well, does it mean behind the scenes that he saw him in the mm-hmm. hallway? Does it mean he has scenes with him? Um, but it's super exciting. I love this actor. I love his whole energy of like how pumped he is and how much it means to him. And I think every time as fans, we see someone that's involved in Star Wars and how much they love Star Wars and and what it meant to them as a child, as a person, who they are. uh, It just makes me even more excited to see him in the show. So I kind of hope he's a bad guy. I would love to see him as a bad guy because we love him so much in Fast and the Furious as a good guy. Yeah, I think he would be a really good, good guy. But if we want to pull the straight, you know, Tom Cruise is a great, good guy but you kind of want to see him as a bad guy mm-hmm, or, or mm-hmm. Um, Tom Hanks too is another one. Good, good, good guy. 
I don't want to see him as a bad guy, right? Yeah, can he do both? Yeah. Yeah, John, <laughs> uh, your thoughts on Sun Kang having a lightsaber? So, yeah, I mean, first off, this guy is very, very just personable and you i like his energy and his vibe he seems like a very down-to-earth guy um he seems like he, he doesn't feel like he's an actor above everybody or anything like that he seems like he's a fan who just really appreciates what he's doing um really just uh soaking it all in and being in the moment and uh he just seems really enthralled to be in star wars which you know mm -hmm. i've said many times i love when actors say that as opposed to uh kind of just like eh, yeah i did that but i'm done with that sort of thing so he seems really dialed in and i like that um him talking about having a lightsaber i don't know if that was one of those uh, oh i shouldn't have said that things but he didn't seem that way so maybe yeah. they were like you know what uh you know now you can start saying this this and this <laughs> and you could pick one and do that so him saying a lightsaber i'm saying jedi i'm saying jedi i think because i think people know him as kind of being a good guy right so mm -hmm. uh and i think he kind of his personality could come through in that way and he's um very charismatic and likable whereas if you hide him behind the makeup or a mask of uh, an inquisitor you don't get that personality and i think right. that would be that would um kind of limit what you get this guy for so mm -hmm. i'm saying jedi though it makes sense uh the the inquisitor pick because a lot of what you know we've heard and and stuff is saying that they're going to be in that, and that makes a lot of sense. We haven't heard anything about other Jedi um, being in this, though. If there are Inquisitors, you know they're probably going for Obi Wan Kenobi, but there's probably a few others out there running around besides you know Kanan and and uh, Cal Kestis and whoever. But right. So I'm going to say Jedi just because I can see this guy in the robes being uh, like you know classic jedi and and uh, he seems like more of a good guy than a bad guy to me so that's my pick who in the hell knows if i'm right but <laughs> so, i like him I, i'm glad i'm glad he's in star wars i, I like this guy yeah. every interview he does i'm like i want to hang out with this guy I, I like him a lot i think he's gonna be whatever he is he, i think he's gonna be a fan favorite yeah like, people right, are gonna right. like that character yeah um so here's the thing is i think most people are going to it's either going to be a jedi or an inquisitor right but just to throw it out there there is the chance that he is a non-force sensitive, whatever character who Collector. just has a lightsaber, right? Yeah. And they've done a couple of these characters in Star Wars canon. Like for instance, uh, the Scar Squadron leader carries a lightsaber. He's just like a stormtrooper, basically. Um, and uh, in the High Republic, Mar uh, Martian Rowe is non-force sensitive or anything like that. He killed the Jedi and took his lightsaber and wields it as his own weapon now. So it's like it can happen. You you could just have a cool bounty hunter that has a lightsaber and, and Obi-Wan's like, where did you get that? And he's like, none of your business or kind of, you know, kind of thing. Maybe they make a perhaps I killed a Jedi and took it from him kind of thing. Yeah. Joke. Yeah. Um, so I think that is an option. And I would like to see that given between the two. Uh, it's it's very unlikely that he's a, he's a Jedi because most of those are hiding and stuff. And I think you want to put focus on Obi-Wan as being your main Jedi. He's the hope of this show. That's a good point. And if you have two hopes, you know, people who watch Sunshine, two, two last uh, chances are better than one. But anyway, if you have two uh, Jedi, then the stakes have been a little evened out and you want them to be really tired. So I think he is going to be an Inquisitor. And the rumors right now tend to lean towards fifth brother, but there are 10 male inquisitors and we've seen four of them. So there's 60% chance that he's one we haven't seen before. 
And if he is one that we have seen, then uh, I don't think they'll put him in a mask. So he would right. be either fifth brother or 10th brother. And 10th brother is kind of ninja-esque. Um, he has long hair, so maybe that throws it off. He also doesn't have eyes. That's a character of his species. But he's really cool. And I think it could be that character, especially since um, that character tried to murder Mace Windu. And he got locked up because yeah. of it and stuff. So I feel like there's some cool stuff there that they could do. Um, but anyway, uh, I think it's probably most likely that if he's an Inquisitor, he's a brand new Inquisitor and they want to introduce you to him for the show. So that is my guess out of all those reasons right there. So um, I, like I said before, he's going to be a fan favorite. I think everybody's going to really like him, whatever role he's playing. But he's a lightsaber, yeah. guys. Get excited. It's going to be yeah. so I wonder if he got to pick out his hilt like all the other actors did. Oh, yeah. Did. Yeah, that'd be neat. This show is just getting better and better. It's like every time we hear something new, we're like, what? It yeah, comes yeah. out and it stinks. We're like, oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ewan McGregor's like, there was just blue screen everywhere. <laughs> yeah, right. There wasn't enough blue screen. I didn't like the real environment. All right. So uh, our next story is actually going to be, it's, it's absolutely about Star Wars. Um, it's James Newton Howard is revealing that he revealed that Lawrence Kasdan is going to be directing a six-episode docu-series about George Lucas and ILM. Now, I didn't look into this enough to see if it's coming. If it's coming to Disney Plus, I would imagine. Possibly. Nothing's been announced, but Nothing's they're assuming it's yeah. going to be. So, uh, but this is this is awesome, and I'm going to start with John on this one just because. I mean, LK baby, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, what are your thoughts on this docu-series? Uh, well, I mean, this is right. This is like it was made for me. I mean, it's uh, I think it's going to be on Disney Plus because um, it's, you know, tied with ILM. Um, if they did it just about George Lucas, maybe not. But I feel like ILM that's under the banner still. So Disney's like, that's our property. Um, but and, you know, James Newton Howard has already been um, uh, I believe he's scoring the new Willow movie or uh, series. So he's worked with Kasdan a couple times already. Yeah, and so he still, you know, he has connections already to Disney Plus through the Willow thing. But yeah, it's, um, he's, it was implied that he may be involved with the sequel to Willow. Yeah, right, right. So he and he's saying that this thing's already in the can. So um, the fact that it's you know done gets me excited because we could be looking at a release next year. Uh, I absolutely love Lawrence Kasdan, not just as a writer but as a director too. Um, I I love his non Star Wars movies as much as I love his Star Wars movies. Um, I can't wait to see what he does here. I'm curious on how this, how much focus is on George Lucas uh, versus ILM. I, I would hope for more focus on George Lucas, actually, um, because anytime you get to, and, and I hope it's not just like retrospective. I hope maybe Lawrence Kazan had a chance to, you know, they get more interviews with Lucas now, uh, because I think it's just important to get stuff with George now, especially, you know, he's 76. Uh, is getting up there, and uh, I think it's always important to remember who started all this, and I'm really excited about that. Six parts seems like you know that's a lot of time, especially if they're like 45 minutes or so, to really get into some excellent new, fresh things that we haven't heard about yet. Um, George Lucas may be talking about ILM and how far things have gone. Like we saw snippets of him talking about it when he visited the Mandalorian, and just that little taste was like, man, I would love to just sit down next to this guy on a couch and just talk to him all night. 
And this might be our opportunity to get that sort of thing. So whatever they do with it, I know it's going to be great, at least for me, because I like Lawrence Kasdan is a hero to me. Like he's one of my bucket list guests. If we ever got someone on a podcast, I've tried. They didn't get back to me, but uh, I absolutely love him. He's a hero of mine. So all all of this is is such exciting, good news to me, especially, you know, how much I love behind the scenes Star Wars stuff. That's my alternate, uh, you know, media choice for Star Wars that I that I love to get into. So. I'm very excited about this. I'm going to be following this very closely to see how many more details come out. And uh, I'm I'm just, this this made me really happy to see. Very, very happy to see. Lacey, what were your thoughts on the uh, Larry Kasdan docuseries about George Lucas and ILM? I'm certainly pumped. I think uh, Lawrence Kasdan has a great perspective on on George from working with him and then just, you know, even working with Star Wars after George. I think it's going to be really cool to see what he does with this. Um, I'm also a huge fan of the behind the scenes stuff. So anything that's like giving you ideas of how productions went, how things came about, uh, the thought process and creativity of the individuals involved in the things that you love is always like a win for me. So Mm -hmm. the fact that we're getting six episodes of this is insane, uh, in a great way. It gives us more stuff to talk about and anything where, you can walk away learning something is something I really enjoy. And that's why oftentimes I say here on the show that when I watch the documentaries behind the scenes of Star Wars, like Director and the Jedi and the Skywalker Legacy one after Rise of Skywalker, I left those enjoying the movies more than when I went into them because I was able to have some background information and some connection with those people that made these things. Mm -hmm. And I think oftentimes people forget that there are crews and people behind these things that you're watching and people are so quick to criticize and uh give their two cents on how things worked or didn't worked and you know Mm -hmm. from visual effects to you know narrative choices and i think that oftentimes when we get to see these things you get a better understanding of where that person's coming from um with a little bit more of more empathy of where their their ideas originated and i think Mm -hmm. that's always good so I'm excited. I think this is going to be great. Um, yeah, no, as, as you were saying, John, too, one point that I wanted to make is that, you know, George Lucas is, is still with us currently. And I, I found that interesting that George Lucas is someone that I feel like is kind of getting the recognition of being a revolutionary while he's still alive. He's able to see that. Sometimes mm-hmm. I think like there are a lot of people um, that, you know, created or were part of something that was remarkable and it isn't until they pass that all of a sudden everybody's like, oh man, and there's all this fanfare and they decided to make a movie about the person and stuff. It's like, um, every time I see things that uh, revolve around George Lucas, uh, it always makes me think like, man, you know, he's just, he sees this stuff, you know, he's like, yeah. man, that's really cool that they're, I mean, I don't know what he thinks about it, but I would imagine that he's like, man, I, you know, I accomplished a lot in my life, you it, know, this it's, is cool. It, it's so because because it's happening now we don't know what it's like to have a world where george lucas isn't here yeah and so one day in generations from now you're gonna be like yeah i i was alive when george lucas was alive and i you know saw him at this event or whatever and people can be like oh my god that's crazy it's like the fact that we're alive right now and there's still two living beetles or like buzz aldrin who was the second man to walk on the moon is still alive like that's that's stuff that like people forget like th- that person is still here contributing to our world right now. Mm-hmm. George Lucas, the guy who created all of this. And one day, like 
you know, when we're old and we have grandkids and stuff and they're liking Star Wars, they're gonna be like, oh my God, you saw George Lucas at a celebration event or you, you know, you met George Lucas or whatever it is. It's like, I think we need to embrace the fact that he's still here and as much info as we can get from him, whether it's in documentaries, interviews or whatever, I don't care if it's him, you know, being chippy about something or whatever, just absorb as much as we can from this man while he's here. Like, that's why we like when I saw him do that interview with James Cameron, where it was just those two sitting, talking about creating fantasy. That's an amazing conversation between mm-hmm. two powerhouse creators and they're not going to be here forever. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying he's going to die next week or anything like that. He may live to 105, but you know, he's here and uh, he's a resource that needs to be tapped into at all times, even though he's not running star Wars anymore. Just he's a one, one in a century genius talent and uh this is this is so great they're doing this i i hope he lives till 105 because that gives him enough time to make a new trilogy of movies and then (laughs) wait like 20 years and do another trilogy of movies (laughs) or just he just does a special edition of the sequel trilogy Yeah, exactly (laughs) um no one thing one thing i also want to mention too is that Lacey, you mentioned how much uh, time goes into uh, the production of things and then people just kind of watch it and it was like, well, that was crappy. And it's like, you know how hard we work to make that thing? Yeah, I, was yeah. having a, I was having a conversation with someone about why um, they said they bought the new um, uh, Lego, like Millennium Falcon and they were building it. And we were having a discussion about why it was like meditative and stuff. And I was like, it's because what, what we came to is when you're putting all of the pieces together you can only really work on a section and you're amazed that they crafted the pieces in such a way um and then decided to choose other pieces so that when it all comes together it makes what you're trying to build and you Mm -hmm. appreciate the craftsmanship that went into which legos they chose and which legos they crafted in order to do it. it and in the process of building it you have appreciation not for the falcon itself or lego as a toy but the people who put together the blueprints, the instructions for this particular version of a Lego Millennium Falcon. And I, uh, I, I was like, it's so crazy that that's the case because we don't really have a good version of that. When you look at say like a movie, like people can watch justice league and be like, well, that sucked. And then they never bother to look at all the behind the scenes stuff because why would they, they hated the movie, you know, but it's like the closest you can get to that with movies is, is watching the behind the scenes stuff and realizing how much the actors and the directors and the visual effects and everything goes into it and how passionate they were about those projects. And then try to rewatch the movie with the understanding of like, it took 28 days to get six frames, you know, or something like that in a movie. It's like, it's nuts. And then you maybe kind of appreciate it more, but unfortunately you don't really get that appreciation unless you already liked the movie to begin with. So it's like, it's kind of one of those things. Um, yeah, I'm excited. Looks I'm excited like- for this. Um, and again, going back to George Lucas, uh, I, I I think you're right, John. I'd prefer it be about George Lucas and maybe the period of life or why he wanted to start ILM, but don't make it a docuseries about ILM. Like, that's a yeah. company. I mean, then it just feels like an advertisement or something. And I want to, to something to your- that's historical. To your point, James, like when, when Luke came out in Mando and some people were like, ah, oh, he looks terrible. 
And they're like, we worked on this for two years. <laughs> that I got like angry about that. I like took that personally, even though I had nothing involved with it. Uh, like I, like I was just a viewer. I was very offended when that people, people were always so have angry. Something to say. I was yeah. like, you don't know the hours. And then what we learned from Gallery, how many different things they tried to get to that yeah. point, and like how many decisions were made to have that moment. And it's or just even what Hal Hickel told us yeah, about yeah, how he yeah. was there and just yeah. like how Mark Hamill was there and just, Mark Hamill was there. It's just it's very interesting to see the reactions online and, and especially yeah. reactions from people within the Star Wars community that say one thing. And then months later, when the truth comes out of how well, how much work went into it, they're like, oh, what a great moment. And I'm like, you literally were bashing this six months ago on how yeah. bad this looks. You know, another yeah. thing, too, we need to be aware of on social media when that stuff happens is like, I don't think a lot of people really hated how his face looked or something. But I do think there was a lot of people saying like, eh, it doesn't look right. And then like 80 people jumping on him sure. be like, you sucked. Why can't you just appreciate blah, blah, blah. You know, and it's like, I think it went both sort ways. Of criticism whatsoever. Yeah, yeah. I think it went both ways though. Harsh reaction. I think criticism was, there was criticism mm -hmm. as always, but I think there was also a lot of harsh criticism of sure. why didn't you do sure. this? Yeah. There are other people that do these things better on YouTube and whatever. And then there were people on the other side. I just think everyone just needs to take a breath and remember that they're all there. There are human beings behind these projects. They're not like put into a computer and then made by a machine necessarily. Like yeah. there are human interactions from every You're side. You're the, of the reason book. George Lucas sold his company. <laughs> yeah, it, it's made by a machine, but it's chosen by people. Right. Yeah. Right. And they're I think that that, that doesn't there's a look disconnect. right to us. Fix yeah. it, you know, and this is as best as they can do. What would be funny is if he came out there, he like unveils the hood and he's like, his like face is like all messed up. <laughs> or it's like, just a layer weird, and everybody's like, what it was this like a joke that they accidentally left in or something? No, funny. Where it's always m m morning in America. <laughs> or, know, it's, like, or it's Harrison it for... Ford, like dead ringer. It looks exactly like Harrison yeah. Ford. Yeah. Everybody's like, what well, is going on? Uh, at least they're not going to remake any video games and 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 have that. Be no, because if yeah. you have something, just leave it and quit trying to make money off of it. Anyway, please. Star yeah. Wars Knights of the Old Republic <laughs> is getting a remake. Everybody, well, come on! <laughs> we just talked about this. No, uh, so yeah, so we got it was kind of a surprise, but we you've been reading the tea leaves. We've talked about it a number of times. There was this this company that was hinting at how they were working on a large property that may or may not be star Wars. You know what I mean? They were, they were trying to let us know without letting mm -hmm. us know. And uh, everybody guessed they're probably doing a Knights of the Old Republic remake. And mm. it turned out to be true when they dropped the trailer, the teaser trailer, which had uh, some dialogue and it obviously shows Revan with a surprise lift up of the lightsaber. Um, so that's coming. Get excited. The big question in my my understanding was, is this a, a now a canon story? Is this a new canon video game that is going to tell of the times? Or are you going to remake it and kind of make it canon? Or is it simply just a remade version of the old game? And in, this is my it's opinion, legends. but no matter how... Cl clear they try to make it i'm still like why don't you just answer the question like why don't you just <laughs> say it 
That's like, fair. I agree. I, I wish they would just say it. And it's like somebody said, you are not allowed to answer this question. You can lead people to what you know it is, but you are not allowed to outright say whether this game is like, a canon retelling or it's a remake of the legend story because everything around it was was broad stroke. And I I do think that they're trying to tell you that it's a, a remaking of the Legends game and it is not canon. We're just bringing yeah. it to life, sure. upgrading it, it, and it is still what it already was. That being said, I wish they would just say that. And they, they're like beating around the bush very annoyingly. I don't, I don't want to say that they're being annoying, but I'm like, I don't understand what the problem is. Why can't you just say, this will be a non-canon game. They did it for Legend. I, I couldn't, they said, I couldn't agree more with you, man. Boom. They have a communication problem over there. Yeah. In my Something, something's going on. Anyway. Like Neo asking Morpheus, like, so, so where am I? He's like, bend the spoon. He's like, no, seriously, where am I? Yeah. <laughs> like, just answer the question. Yeah. Like, where are we? And he's like, the place between places. Like, what are yeah. we talking about here? Like, yeah. uh, but Lacey, uh, I'm going to start with you on this one. What were your thoughts on the teaser trailer? And the idea of this game being remade. So, I don't. I guess I guess I disagree with you guys this time because I thought they were pretty straightforward that it was Legends. I mean, they released it with Kotor, which is part of the Legend storytelling, dials the Star mm -hmm. Wars clock back to over four thousand years before the Skywalker saga. And then in the teaser, they say a Legend remade for PS Five. Yep, and both of those do not yep. answer the question, in my opinion. I feel no, like so that's pretty straightforward. No, Maybe so I'm. No, I, so Knights of the Old Republic is a legend story. That's true. But is this one? That doesn't answer the question. I think it does, though. I think no, it really does. I agree does. with Lacey about the article. But then after when people were asking, like Dan Brooks, he was like very. Matt Martin like said, yes too, no. like, hey, go watch. It says it in the trailer. Well, they keep saying. Yeah. Yeah. I, I know I, what you're saying, James. I'm yeah. saying as someone that's looking at the article, is looking at what is in the trailer, to me, it says legend, and it reminds me of the books they've been re-releasing that have the banner at the top that say yeah. Star Wars Legends. Yeah. yeah. But I understand, James, what you're saying, where you're like, but they haven't necessarily been straightforward with that. Like, on the cover of the video game, does it have that banner? Mm -hmm. Like the books have, is what you're saying. Is what you want. You want them I'm to be straightforward about they it. They keep addressing the old game as legends. Yeah. That's not that's the same they, thing uh, as addressing the new game the as fact, the legends. After the fact, on social media, like Dan Brooks's response, I think was, even in that article, the, even in that yeah. article, she says, uh, The Knights of the Old Republic, which is part of our legend storytelling, is a reference to the old game. And it's it, it could possibly be a, le a reference to both. But just reading it, it seems like they're talking about the old game. And Dan Brooks did confirm that in that particular section, they are talking about the old game, which made people think that the new one was probably canon because that sentence was in reference to the old game, which it seems to read to me that they're talking about the old Knights of the Republic. They're explaining it to you. Knights of the Republic is a Legends game. But anyway, I, anyway, we, we just right. well, agree to disagree. Yeah, I, I, I think it's pretty straightforward. That's legends, but that's fine. Uh, the teaser people went crazy for bananas because everybody likes Revan. I feel like he's one of those characters. Everyone's like, give me Revan. Yeah. 
And then they finally get him and everyone's like, oh my God. Uh, I did like how they had Jennifer Hale as the voice of Bastille Shan because she was the original voice. So that's cool that they kept that the same. Mm. Um, And then the interesting thing to me is the first one came out on Xbox and PC. And now this is coming out for PS5 exclusively at first. And then I guess they then said that it would eventually come out for Xbox and uh, PC later. So it's interesting that it literally switched systems from the original to the remake. Um, but, I mean, that's a power move by PlayStation to grab this game because this game's going to make bank. People love yeah. this game. So going back to what we were just kind of talking about back and forth, I do hope they make this canon. Like, give it to the people that want it. The people want it to be canon. Uh, I, I don't see why you can't have it be because it is so far in the past. Um, but yeah, no, it looks really cool. I will definitely be getting this game. Now I just have to get a PS5. So just small step in between here. Baby steps. <laughs> Even though you can't find one. So, you know, eventually. Yeah. <laughs> um, John, thoughts on the game? Um, yeah. So this is very nuanced for me. That's why I don't like talking about this that much on social media because people don't do nuance on Twitter. But so article i felt like was clear this is legends Mm. how dan brooks responded to people on twitter made it confusing Mm. Mm -hmm. he wasn't direct about it there uh i'm not saying that's his fault or anything but people were confused by his responses they were visibly confused by them then mad martin was kind of like he he made one response where i was like it's definitely legends based on how he reacted to it the reason why I think, and the trailer, you know, it's you know, it's cool, whatever, like very short. Um, I it looks beautiful. Mo- the game footage, although it says actual, not actual gameplay, so it's like a cutscene, but it still looked beautiful. Yeah, yeah it's one of those yeah. trailers. Yeah. I uh, I'm not. Um, I never played that game, so but I'm sure I would dig it. Um, so maybe I'll try to you know tap into that and and see if I can find it somewhere. But do you have a PS5? Um, uh, I have PS4, but I mean like the old game. I bet I can pick oh. up and. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I, I don't think this is going to be canon just because of, um, you know, re- uh, historic reference. Like, they didn't canonize the Thrawn trilogy. They had Timothy Zahn rewrite new books to mm. fit into their new mm-hmm. method of storytelling. Right. Uh, they haven't taken anything to this point and made something that was never canon. Let's, let's be clear. Like, Knights of the Old Republic was never part of George Lucas's canon. None of the external media was considered canon. Only things he created. So when people say, oh, they, 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 didn't, they erased it from canon, that never happened to anything. None <laughs> of that stuff was canon. I hate to tell people that, but that's from George Lucas's mouth. And I think he's a good source, um, considering he owned it. Um, but I don't think they'll do that because of the, you know, what they did with the Thrawn stuff. I don't think they've taken anything yet and said we're going to make this canon now. And I think right. it 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 shoehorn it um it it backs them into a corner for storytelling if they just take that whole mo- uh game, make it canon, and say now you have to work around this and that era. Where if they wanted to, they can clean slate that era and do any kind of storytelling they want. They can use these characters just like they did with Thrawn, and it could be Revan. Same old Revan that you know, just here's page one. We're starting over. Sure. I think that's the route they're going to go. So they're going to do this as a tribute to fans who love the game and say, we respect you. We hear you. Here's your game just remade with better graphics. 
maybe some cool updates uh, because of things we couldn't do then that we can do now. Maybe new creatures. Who knows what they do? New powers. Here's maybe. your game. With that said, we're going to Old Republic and we're telling new stories for canon. So if you don't like that, here's your game. Pay $5 billion. Get it for PS5. There you go. <laughs> we'll feed you. We'll feed you, Old Legends fans. You're fed. Got you. That's a Twitter thing. Fed. You got fed. Lacey told me. She's like, you used fed the other Slot. day. <laughs> John is so new- quick to be like... Oh, the Twitterisms, and then he's over I there. Hate being, I hate him. he's em. over there being like, "Yo, we're fed right now." And I was like, I didn't "You know, know that's a Twitterism." I was like, "You know, that's like a Twitter thing, right?" I was very upset. I was deleted the tweet, <laughs> but uh, and it was about the Kasdan thing, actually. I think. I know. But anyway, I um, and then, then I think they're gonna then in a year or two maybe do movies or shows that are gonna be a brand new Old Republic style story. So every everyone involved is gonna be happy and and get what they want. And uh, hopefully that's enough because I think it'd be dangerous to do a, a, a remake that is retelling because then you're going to say, oh, they ruined it. Disney ruined it. Maybe bring the characters in kind of like they've been doing and just tell new stories, but use the characters. I think that's what they're going to do. And that'll help the story group and everyone else involved as opposed to being backed into a corner by making this gigantic game that everyone loved as the centerpiece of Old Republic. Like, look what happened with the sequel trilogy. Like, the, those guys had to work around stuff that existed, and it was really tough for them. I don't think they want to shoot themselves in the foot again. Do didn't wasn't it kind of like the idea that Benioff and Weiss were doing Knights of the Old Republic or something in Old Republic? It wasn't uh, really clear. It, they they said that their movie was about the origin of the Jedi. Ah, got it. That's what it yeah. was. Which it was interpreted that that would be Knights of the Old Republic, but. Actually, since I don't I know a whole lot about that. legends, I, I don't even know it. that Knights of the Old Republic is about the origin of the Jedi. So I feel like that would pretty much squash. They said a few things. I don't know how far they got in their yeah, development. I feel like that know? would squash that it is sure. Knights of the Old Republic because that's sure. I, is is. I don't think I they know, were touching little, it. Yeah. Yeah. But okay. Cool. Um, no, I mean, I said what I was going to say about them not making it clear. I, I, I still think they they should have just answered it instead of trying to be vague. But I, but yeah, I think you guys are both right that they are. I think that it will be a remake and not any sort of canon, whatever. I think that's what they're sure. trying to say, but I just wish they would just say it. Um, the one thing <laughs> James that James is like, "What are you waiting for?" And he's spinning yeah. around outside Lucasfilm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, even our article has no update. It just says the wording leaves some room for interpretation. So right, it's unclear. Right. James and, and long-haired Tom Hanks go walking through Lucasfilm to try to find the answers. Yeah. <laughs> Did you hear that thing where Ron Howard? He's was got like, like one of those like ciphers. He's like, yeah, yeah. Uh, Ron Howard was by asked, Matt Martin. He's like, how'd you get in here? Ron Howard was <laughs> asked about uh, the choice to give Tom Hanks long hair, and he's like, some things just don't work out. <laughs> like, <laughs> he's like, I think it worked on that paper. Is absolutely true. And then Tom Hanks is usually pretty bulletproof. Yeah. Not but long hair, man. The hair um, did not do him any justice. So, okay. So about this thing though, um, the one thing that I will say I disagree on is I think that um, this puts the nail in the coffin for any Knights of the Old Republic content coming that is canon. I think okay. that means this is the fact that they've chosen to go this route and say, in our video game world, um, we are choosing to revive the Knights of the Old Republic as it was because we know that that's um, a selling thing. And and it really is because like I think my personal connection would be that they're doing Final Fantasy VII Remake because yeah. it's just, it's so powerful that they're like, we're going to make all this money. We're investing all this time into uh, making this thing. 
And I think them keeping the story as it is, but elaborating on it and, and making it bigger and better than it ever was. And in fact, like kind of changing some of the gameplay mechanics and things. I think they're hoping that Knights of the Old Republic could be another big moneymaker like Final Fantasy Remake. We're bringing this game back into the new age. And it makes those it. fans happy. Yeah. It makes those fans happy and they can relive those stories in, you know, HD, if you will, like it, it just upgraded. Sure. Whatever. And the longer, I mean, that game still basically is around, if I'm not mistaken, people are still playing it today. Yeah. Yep. So the thing is, is like, if they're going to bring this game back, this is going to be a thing for like a decade. <laughs> they're right. going to keep doing this game uh, for as long as they can go. And as long as the Knights of the Old Republic video game is successful and they're coming out with expansions and they're wanting that to be something uh, that they're you know pushing, I don't think they're going to clash with a live action show, which is the same character, same story, but obviously a weird, different retelling. I think they've made the choice that they're not doing Knights of the Old Republic in live action or right. uh, It doesn't have to be Knights of the Old Republic, though. It's Old Republic. It doesn't have to be Knights of the no, Old Republic. No, but he's though. saying he doesn't think they're going to touch I, this specific storyline. Yeah, I think, they, I think yeah. they made the choice that the Knights of the Old Republic, or that era of storytelling, uh, is... is we're not touching it because we're going to let the, oh, the no chance. Canon Interesting. Do it. No chance. I, I think you're underestimating. How, I respect your opinion, but I, I think you're underestimating how big this game is going to be. No. And the fact that it's, it would clash with another story that they're telling mm. like legends, Kenobi in a, uh, in like, I don't know. It, it, it just, it would be weird. I, I, that's my opinion. I don't know. Um, Both interesting points of view, honestly. Yeah, I, I don't I don't think you're gonna get any shows or stuff with this. All right, no. Uh speaking of Lucasfilm making uh decisions, we're gonna talk really quick about our next story, which is they are now um they've unveiled uh a new slew of books and comics, uh including a ton of stuff from uh the High Republic as we normally get. It's like, you know, their big wave three which includes Claudia Gray doing The Fallen Star, uh, Justina Ireland doing Mission to Disaster, uh, Daniel Jose Older doing Midnight Horizon, and then even uh, some new comic series as far as like, uh, you know, The High Republic and all that, the comics are still going on, but they're bringing in a new series called The, the High Republic Eye of the Storm, which follows Marshy and Roe. Um, that being said, too, we're also getting uh, the Crimson Dawn series, which is stepping off from where the War of the Bounty Hunters is leaving. Uh, as it wraps up, we've, we've been introduced to the underground, the underworld, and how Crimson Dawn and the character of Kira is involved with all of this. And it was, I, I would assume, such a fan favorite. Everybody liked it. Everybody wanted to see it. We've covered the story many times, anytime she appears, um, that they said, we're going full in on this. This is uh, a new ongoing series that we're going to do with uh, Kira and the, the Crimson Dawn. Actually, I don't know Crimson that it's ongoing. Rain. It might be a limited series. Crimson it Rain, is, sorry. It is a one-time series, I think, for now. It, yeah, they said it's part two of a trilogy of series. So War of the Bounty Hunters is first, this is second, and there'll be a third. Yep. So, cool. uh, so I don't know. I'm going to start with you, John, on this one. Uh, what are your thoughts on the new books and comics coming from Lucasfilm? Um, I, ha like, I have a lot of... Like, I don't know how people are keeping up with this High Republic stuff. Are people speed readers? Are they learning books <laughs> like The Matrix uh, for our second Matrix reference of the day? Um, 
uh, audiobooks on you know times five speed i don't know but there's so many high republic books i don't even know how these people are writing these books this fast but how many so waves very, are there gonna be do we know i think 50 <laughs> i actually don't know how many waves there's gonna be they did say that the high republic was officially announced into like three sections of okay. like time era within the high republic um but but yeah like um so i i keep up to date with uh james and kyle's book or uh, book re reviews and what happened in uh mm -hmm. on our channel so plug there um but <laughs> the crimson the crimson rain thing is interesting because again they're taking kira to you know the focal point now she's the star of this one and this is the first time she's getting that and again you know a lot of people who for whatever reason you know are trying to hope you know there's no more solo stuff see this as like a bad thing for that but again this is taking place during the original trilogy time this is at this is after you know empire strikes back this is years after you know a new hope you know so and it's a comic book people need to remember that marvel well, yeah, comic books do not impact live action yeah. marvel yeah it's a, it's a comic book series i i do yeah. like the fact that uh you know she's they're saying she's going to be going to the imperial palace on coruscant i think that really just like blends her into uh the prequel era but the post apocalypse right. of uh the the prequel era where now the emperor has kind of like staked his claim where it used to be um a prosperous place for the jedi and uh the republic so mm -hmm. i think that's interesting we can see a different maybe aesthetic of certain aspects of coruscant that maybe look familiar but now are different um so I like that and just you know adding to that character they're, they they want to expand these characters and you know that does give me hope that um, they're doing that for a reason. And, you know, like I've been saying, like, we want to see why Kira got to this place. They could have just done a stock version of Kira that we remember from Solo and just punched her in just for some fun. But this is a way different Kira that we've been talking about. I'd like to see how we got there. And I think there's only one way to do that it makes a lot to happen. So I, this is this is cool. <laughs> I, I'm digging that they're doing this. Lacey, books, comics, what's popping out to you? So the comic is probably more interesting to me because I, I love Kira as a character. She's one of my probably top five Star Wars characters in the past few years. Like, she's just that great. Um, like John, the High Republic stuff, it's just, it's really hard to keep up with, guys. Oof. But at the same time, you know, that's what's so awesome about being a Star Wars fan and being a part of the Star Wars community is, you know, Visions is coming out this week. And I am so hyped. And you guys should be too. Uh, it's It's just that good. Um, but that's kind of what my thing is, you know, and everybody has their certain things that they like. And James is killing it in the High Republic with all the book stuff. So luckily he's kept me updated. But every time new books get out, I get a little stressed. I get anxiety that I'm like, oh, no, not just for myself, but for James, because James is going to have to do so much work. But yeah. uh, just that there's so much to keep up with. But, yeah, no, the, the comic, because I really want to see where that character goes. Um, and I think that if people buy the comic series and get into it, it shows Disney that the character is awesome and people do want to see more of it. So, mm -hmm. yeah. No. Um, and I, I, yeah, I got to admit, I, I have a hard time reading Star Wars. Like, like, it's tough for me. And it just that's just me. And I know there's probably other people out there. And sometimes I feel like less of a fan when I say that sort of thing. But I'm just going to come out and say that I have a difficult time reading Star Wars. What about the audiobooks? Have it read to they're, you. They're all right. They're like I, I did last shot because I love Solo. Um, I tried the Dooku one. That that one lost my interest. Uh, I thought I the Poe Dameron yeah. one was brutal. Like they, they spent an hour at a party. I was like, what am I doing? <laughs> Which one? Freefall? 
Yeah, whatever one he was at some kind of party talking to somebody. Oh, yeah, I know. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rogue, Rebel, whatever. James, which book yeah. caught your eye for High Republic? Which one are um, you like, oh, I can't wait to see where this no, goes? I mean, for everything you guys were saying about Kira, I'm interested in that, too. I'm I'm not there with the comics because I haven't been reading War of the Bounty Hunters, but it's, it's like something that I want to do. The thing is, is that sure. I do focus more on the High Republic stuff. Yeah. And so when I'm looking at this stuff, like... Um, I'm like, oh, cool. Claudia Gray's doing another novel. That's great. You know, um, although the cover on that terrible, like such a bad cover. I like, it looks like they put it together, like in blender in like 10 minutes and they're like, oh, some CG characters here they are. And I'm like, <laughs> you what, guys couldn't have title? like an artist draw that fallen like, star. Better? Yeah. Fallen star. The fallen star. But I mean, that's um, the book everybody's been talking about is Claudia Gray's. No, it is. Yeah. For, yeah. for the obvious reasons for the story and, and the author. And it's right? Claudia Gray. Yeah. So, and the other one that catches my eye specifically mm. for the cover is Midnight Horizon. That cover looks awesome. I mean, that's got Reef Stylist and Comac Vetus on it. And it, I'm like, uh, yeah, that looks really good. I'm, I'm excited for that one. But more than anything, it's the Eye of the Storm comic series with uh, Martian Rowe. Like, I, you were saying that about Kira. Martian Rowe is like one of my, uh, new favorite character. I remember you saying that, so he's, I'm not yeah, surprised. He's just a, a cool, non-force-sensitive villain that yeah. is smart and he's manipulating everybody. And, and you know, you have a book come out, Tempest Runner, Lorna D. She's great. She's a great character, but she still can't ever seem to get one up on Martian Rowe. He's always pulling every string and he has, I don't know, he has like a new weapon that is going to be crazy right, like right, we've right. gotten a hint of it uh from some of the other books and i'm very excited to see where he goes and seeing him on this planet it looks like it's going to give him a little bit of his backstory and stuff too is kind of what i'm i'm feeling from this although that might not be accurate he's already got the yellow lightsaber so um mm -hmm. but this could be his home world or something based on the snow but i don't know i'm excited for that um the martian row stuff but that's high republic that's crimson rain uh and that's that's the books and stuff that came speaking out speaking uh, of or were announced a book i could be excited about yes um there <laughs> uh, i told you guys before we have a lot of news i'm gonna get in and i'm gonna mention a couple other stories that we just literally do not have time we'd love to talk about them but we just can't get to it um mm. the art of mandalorian season two uh was announced and it is coming december 14th guess what just in time for the holidays so uh, if you guys are interested in that, which Lacey was saying she is. Uh, I have the first one. Yep. You guys can go check that out, which is also yeah. interesting. We had a private discussion about them canceling <laughs> the visual dictionary and the, the novel and stuff too. Novelization, but, they are doing, but the art books are there. Yeah. They are doing the art books. Okay. So then uh, the other thing that was um, uh, more officially announced, it was announced, but uh, we got gameplay footage surprisingly during the Apple keynote event of Hunter's. We hadn't seen anything for the game and then they just dropped it like it was nothing twice during their presentation on the new iPad and how powerful the chips were because you're going to be able to run games like Star Wars Hunters. And I'm like, what the heck? This is the game. And then <laughs> later that day, they revealed the uh, non-gameplay trailer, like a teaser trailer, which features all of the new characters and them fighting and stuff like it. So if you haven't yet Get excited for Hunters. It's coming. You can check out the trailer and see a little bit of gameplay footage. I think this game is going to be like uh, the Star Wars League of Legends and kind of replace Galaxy right. of Adventures cool. as their main mobile money-making game. Because people are going to want to play it like Fortnite or something, which um, 
not Fortnite. What's the one that's not on iOS anymore right now because of Epic? Is that Fortnite? It is Fortnite, I yeah. thought. So they lost that. This is going to be a perfect supplement uh, for a little while. Um, the last story that we wanted to talk about is uh, that Tom Kane uh, mm. is retiring from voice acting. And this comes yeah. as news. We did know uh, a while back that he suffered a stroke and that he was okay. Like he didn't pass away from it or anything like that. But as a result of the stroke, uh, he has lost his ability to uh, perform the characters, you know, that he always has. So uh, if you don't know who Tom Kane is, Tom Kane is famously the, the voice for Yoda in the Clone Wars and uh, the announcer at the beginning of every episode. So yeah. if, you, if you didn't know that, um, he's very, uh, it's a very strong voice and a very prominent voice that if you've ever seen the Clone Wars, you can identify immediately. And like so, everything, he's in a lot of yeah, stuff. He's in a lot of stuff, but I'm trying yeah. to relate it to yeah. probably his most yeah. prominent Star Wars stuff. But sure. I think he did like Yularen and a few other characters too. Yes. So, um, so Tom Kane uh, is retiring from voice acting. Thanks for everything, Tom. Yep. Um, and, he's, and I'm glad that you know he's alive and his, he's with his family and stuff. So absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. So that is uh, that's what's going on in the news right now. Um, if uh, we'll check back next week for the resistance report, but for now we're moving on to our next segment, Lacey. All right, guys. It's time for the Patreon Pod Race. So there are lots of ways you can support us. You can follow us on YouTube. You can follow us on Twitter at RBATSWNN, on Instagram at The Resistance Broadcast. Or if you want more from us, besides our two times a week episodes, you can head over to Patreon.com slash Resistance Broadcast, starting at only $2 a month. $2. What can you get for $2 nowadays? You can get some some of us monthly. Mm -hmm. Uh, You can head over there. And we have exclusive videos, live streams. We do at least two to three live streams a month uh, with you guys, whether it be uh, Q&As or our Spice Runner chats and stuff like that. Um, and as you go up in the rank, you get more access. So Discord servers, fun video chats, etc. Um, so this is the part of the show that we let our generals and Spice Runners take part and answer a question. But before we get to that, I want to thank our generals. So thank you to Carmelo, Andrew Staley, Jeremy Myers, John Reese, Jetta Rosewater, Paul Olson, Jake Houchins, Oliver Lewis, Frank Grande, Hass, uh, Joe Ritchie, Darth Hurricane, John Chorlton, Nick Kratz, Christian Morales, Brian Smith, Matt Chitty, and Val Trichkoff. Thank you guys so much. And to our Spice thank Runners, you. David Provis, Neil Shaw, Double C Chris, Kendall Gelner, Ryan Wara, David Hornack, Micah Harrison, and Thomas Hennessy, which is such a good name. Hennessy. Uh, so this week we have General Jeremy Myers up, and we asked Jeremy. him, how do you hope to learn about the character of Cassian Andor in his Disney Plus series? Jeremy, take it away. Hey, what's up, everyone? So... I want, obviously, I think it's probably the I think the burning question everybody wants to know is like, I don't know, maybe it's just me, but the background of Cassian, like, why is he where he is at at this point in his life? And like something clearly messed him up to be so anti-Empire and, um, you know, be for the rebellion, but not just be for the rebellion and, but 
be able to not have any feelings and sever ties with anybody that uh, he could come in contact with. Um, almost kind of heartless in a way, but for the cause. So just definitely, hopefully they give the backstory of who he is and obviously how, you know, K2SO, how he, uh, they came about in their relationship. So that's all I got. Hope you guys are all well. John Jeremy out. Nicely done, Jeremy. Nice to see you and your daughter. What a great video. John, what'd you think? I mean, there he makes a great point that there is a darkness to Cassian, and it's not just, you know, he's a rebel um, for the sake of it. You know, something I'm a rebel, daddy. <laughs> Pee Wee? Yeah. I love that darkness movie, by the way. Surrounds a oh. man who's ready to kill. I'm yes. a rebel daddy. Um, Malone or daddy, a rebel. <laughs> um, so I, I, you know, that whole, you know, I've been in this fight since I was six years old, thinking we're going to get some kind of like flashback to when he's a kid. Um, but you're right, Jeremy, you know, there, there is something that probably happened to him that made him so impassioned to hate the empire that he wanted to get this involved. You know, like Luke Skywalker in a new hoop said, like, I hate the empire, but what am I going to do about it? You know, Cassian's like, I'm going to do something. You yeah. Know, clearly something happened to him. So I think that's, a great thing that we can learn um, and flashbacks may allow us to do that. Or maybe Cassian talks about it a bit more. Uh, so I'm with you, man. I think that's great. And the, you know, the K2 thing, they, they you know, did it in a comic, but I think they could skirt around that and give us what we want, which is an actual meeting. Um, sounds like it might be season two, but unless uh, Tudyk was lying, but either way, I think you gave great answers. Um, hi to your daughter. Hi to your family. Uh, saw that she's in the video with you. So hope you're well, man. Uh, it's always great to see you. And as we get closer and closer to celebration, you were one of the people that we hung out with last time. And I look forward to seeing you again. And cheers and a big beer with you, buddy. So uh, thanks again. Good to mm -hmm. see you. And uh, great job as always. And thanks for all the support. James? Um, no, I, I agree with what you're saying. Uh, I think that it is probably the... I don't, I don't know what I want out of the show, but I think this is probably what most people hope to get, meaning like, oh, what do I want to learn about Cassie and Andor? Oh, pro probably how we got to where he is. You know, it makes sense. Um, so if we get that, I will be glad. And I'm going to throw it out to Lacey too. I think Lacey says that there's going to be a love interest. Maybe that love interest gets killed. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. I love a good love interest. Yeah, love, that's your thing, isn't love. it, Lacey? It is my thing. Yeah, love so interest. I think love. that's smart. I think that could happen. Um I don't know, but that's uh, but yeah, but that's a good point. And, and uh, lovers. yeah, I'm excited. Thanks for doing the the Padres, General Jeremy. Yeah, great job. Um, I agree with what these guys have said and what you have said as well. I think we all want to know why Cassian is so kind of mean and willing to kill a guy. Like in the first what ten minutes of Rogue One, we're like, oh, he shot a guy. Like he doesn't care. Yeah. Um, so Brick stabbed a guy. Yeah, Brick stabbed a guy. Uh, it. I saw that. You should. You should go into hiding. Um, it just that was such a shocking moment. I think for a lot of Star Wars fans, because you see someone that's on the good side being like, "Nah, this guy's dead," and you're like, "Whoa, when did we get to the point that good guys are just willing to kill people like that?" Um. So yeah. I agree with you. Uh, it's wonderful to have you on the show again, Jeremy, and we'll see you soon. And now we're going to go to John, where we're bringing back Ask the Resistance to hear from the community. Hey. John? <coughs> Dusting off Ask the Resistance. <laughs> I've been wondering. 
third midichlorians. Like Ochi shit when they walk in there and there's like cobwebs everywhere. Gross. Um, but they found uh, our boy Dio. So it was a, a nice trade off. No, thank you. <laughs> battery charged. Um, all right. Battery. Ask the Resistance is back, baby. And we're going to run through <laughs> a few questions here. Um, so let's do it. So our first question comes from Chris McGuffin at The Curse of Chris. Dun, dun, dun. Um, the Curse of Chris. Yeah, Chris, what does that mean? Should we be, should we be worried here? <laughs> all right. Lacey, this one's going to go to you. Um, in hindsight, do you think that Lucasfilm has any regrets about their decisions with Star Wars since the merger with Disney? Uh, Chris, this is a great question. I think, first of all, Lucasfilm will never admit any of those regrets. <laughs> You'll never hear them. However, if you were in a room with doors shut and asked them, hey, maybe something didn't go the way it's planned, I would say the way they handled the sequel trilogy in the way of writing the story. I think if they looked, if they could go back in time, they would have written them all at the same time and not had different people write hmm. each one. Um, I think you can still have different directors. You can still have different cinematographers. You can have a different look to the film. But I think the story cohesiveness, they did the best they could with the three different stories. But I think if they wrote them all at the same time, it would have fit better, um, which then would then not impact the trilogy the way it did with The Last Jedi, which then led to how Solo went, which we know how that went. And then... Not to jump in, but yeah, Bob Iger did actually say that he thinks he kind of messed that up. He yes. said that in his book. That's yes. like the one thing that Disney is going to admit that they messed up was the launch of Solo, and that's Solo, why which should have been. Happen. So December. I take it back. They will admit one thing that they were one doing thing. Wrong. It's like the one thing. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, I think that Solo was a case of other things that kind of snowballed. And I think that leads back to the story. And I think if they took mm -hmm. some time to write them all at once and maybe had Lawrence Kasdan write them all, that would have been wonderful. Oh, uh, they God. would have been really awesome movies. Um, now, obviously, the argument there for people listening that are on the other side of that equation of saying, hey, I loved everything that they did, every single decision that was made. And I loved The Last Jedi and all this stuff. Um, not that I didn't, I'm just saying, uh, you wouldn't have gotten the stories and the risks and the chances that they took if they did have one person write them all. So I guess there's a give and take there. Mm -hmm. But I think if you were to ask them overall what they would do differently, it would have been that. Nice. Good answer. Mm. Well done. All right, James, you're up. Follow that, pal. Um, feels like family Joshua feud it's like good answer good answer yeah yeah potato salad <laughs> <laughs> uh joshua b at darth glucose um while unlikely how would you feel if grogu is groomed to be a villain in the post-sequel trilogy star wars era and not the hero we assume he will be joshua uh, we know he has dark oh dark side tendencies and Ahsoka, blah, blah, blah. I mean, he wrote a book, but anyway, yeah. he got the idea. So well, here's here's my thing is, when was I talking about this? Because was I not, did I not bring up this concept like recently? Do you guys remember where it was? Was it in the Grogu episode we did last week? It might have uh, been in that episode where we talked about Grogu. Future, Grogu's or future. Or two weeks ago. Grogu's oh. future. You brought up what if he is the bad guy. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah that might have yeah. been it. So yeah. yeah. So Josh, if if that was it happened to be an episode that you missed, I did actually propose the idea that the the villain for you know what and we is thought you were bananas the 10 11 and 12 <laughs> or whatever the next trilogy is is that it could be everybody trying to stop a uh a like a dark phoenix sort of grogu where he's like he's worked in balance so much that like the dark side and the light side is like all messed up and right. I, don't, I don't know it could have just caused bigger problems uh, yeah. we kind of speculated a lot about what he might do if um i don't think they're going to do that but how would I, I when i pitched it i remember john saying like that that sounds cool like he'd be down um so i, I don't think it was a terrible pitch if you want to go back and kind of listen to that episode about what james we think nothing future... you ever pitch is terrible <laughs> let's be um, honest all right jar jar banks the series uh no um i still would watch that <laughs> i mean i, I think both i'll never forget would. super shredder vader oh yeah <laughs> oh yeah i want to see it that is um, a throwback. Oh my god! No, but Josh, go back and go back and check out that episode because I think uh, if this is kind of interesting to you, we actually talked a lot about the possibility of Grogu going to the dark side or being a villain. So check that out. Yes, <laughs> John, you're up. Yeah. Um, all right. So next we have <laughs> Roba Fett at Robin Bosley. Uh, what is up, Robin? All right. Uh, what's the chances we could get unseen footage from Revenge of the Sith and Kenobi? All right, I'll tackle this. Uh, I think no chance. Um, I don't think they're going to take stuff that George Lucas made that he cut from his movie and say, now this is good enough to use in this series, especially with him not involved. So um, I know a lot of people are, like, their brain is set on, they're going to do Anakin and Obi-Wan flashbacks in this. And you know what? Maybe they do, but using things that weren't used uh you're talking about things that were filmed uh 18 years ago and try to blend that into things that are being filmed now right they filmed that they i believe they filmed the prequels digitally uh i think they're back to using film there's a lot of factors that come into play here will deborah chow have any interest in that i i, I don't know that they would so all those factors that i just listed it leads me to think that they're not going to do that um, and it doesn't mean they're not going to reference anything from Revenge of the Sith or whatever, but in terms of like cut footage that George Lucas said, that's not good enough, like uh, Anakin talking droid language or something, uh, we're not going to see that repurposed or reused here. Um, so I'm going to say no. Um, all right. So uh, we are pretty much out of time, uh, but it was good to get, you know, get back on uh, in the saddle with uh, Ask the Resistance. So thank you for all those. Make sure you send your questions when we ask for them or anytime. Just use hashtag Ask the Resistance and we'll get you on the show. And thanks for contributing because you uh, introduced topics that we don't think about. So thank you. Um, that's the end of the show, though. So we want to thank everybody for listening, watching, being a part of TRB. Uh, like Lacey said before, if you are a subscriber to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Star Wars News Net videos. We don't just do the pod here. We do other videos as well. Uh, but also the audio platforms. Pick your favorite audio podcast app. We are there. So follow us, subscribe. It's free. Two episodes every week. If it has a rating system, give us five stars. We appreciate that. Uh, make sure you're going to StarWarsNewsNet.com every day for your Star Wars news, reviews, editorials, information, and more. And you can find me on Twitter at Johnny Hoey and writing and editing at Star Wars NewsNet. And I have movie podcasts just like the movies. Um, next episode coming out on Tuesday is Team America, World Police. I'm very excited about that. Uh, James. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram 
at Myra Trunk. Lacey. People can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Lacey Gillerin, where I will be reacting. You'll get my early reactions for Visions, which is out this week, as well as doing the reviews for Visions, yes. which will be also shared on the TRB account and Star Wars Newsnet. Uh, but if you want to get some of my initial reactions, that's where I am. Excelente. Look forward to that. And uh, we look forward to checking out Visions. And then Thursday, we're going to be back and uh, we're going to do a little Kessel run. And we're going to do uh, something fun that I'm not going to reveal just yet. <laughs> but uh, we hope everyone enjoyed the show. Enjoy your weeks. And we'll see you next time right here on TRB. See you around, kids.